I am Andy Johnson. This is the Reading Instruction Show, where we talk about reading instruction and a whole bunch of other stuff. Now, recently, I got in my email box a message from someone. It said, Dear Dr. Johnson, I have the K-12 reading license and was considering joining the Orton-Gillingham course that costs over $2,000 and is full for the summer at the Reading Center. Is it beneficial? Please let me know. I applied for the admission and scholarship and I'm on the waiting list. So the topic of today's podcast is about Orton-Gillingham and dyslexia. Two topics. I'm going to address the International Dyslexia Association and Orton-Gillingham. Now, in Minnesota, where I live, in neighboring Wisconsin and a whole bunch of other states, representatives from the International Dyslexia Association have lobbied state legislatures to enact laws in that favor a certain type of reading instruction for students with dyslexia. Imagine that. The legislatures are telling us how to teach reading. Interesting. Now, these states now have an official dyslexia definition that replicates that of the International Dyslexia Association. As a result of these statutes, the Minnesota Department of Education must use taxpayer money to employ a dyslexia specialist to serve as the primary source of information to schools. In other words, this person, this dyslexia specialist, will be the grand poobah of dyslexia. What the grand poobah has to say about dyslexia trumps anything that a bald literacy professor with 37 years in the field would have to say on the subject. In fact, what the grand poobah of dyslexia has to say about dyslexia in Minnesota is more important than anything the International Literacy Association would say or the National Council of Teachers of English have to say. Imagine that. The Grand Puba is also to provide technical assistance. This technical assistance is designed to lead schools to purchase a certain type of program. Can you guess what it is? It starts with an O and the second letter is a G. We'll get to that. Oh yes, it's Orton-Gillingham, that's right. Now, Orton-Gillingham, according to their website, is an approach to teaching reading. It's not a method, a program, or system, or an approach. It says, I quote, the Orton-Gillingham approach is a direct, explicit, multi-sensory, structured, sequential, diagnostic, and prescriptive way to teach literacy when reading, writing, and spelling does not come easily to individuals such as those with dyslexia. Again, it is direct, explicit, multi-sensory, structured, sequential, diagnostic, and prescriptive. Oh my goodness. It is most properly understood and practiced as an approach, not a method, program, or system. Semantics, whatever they call it, it is highly prescriptive in its approach to teaching reading. Now, the, the secret is, the thing is, they are not actually teaching reading. Instead, they're training students to respond appropriately to letter stimuli. An individual Orton-Gillingham course costs over $2,000 and associate level training 
costs over $4,000 plus $250 for materials. Now there's different levels of training and you can pay them to come in and accreditate and do this, that, and the other thing. Make no mistake, they're not doing this for free people. They are for profit, not for people. However, whatever they call it, it's the same old Humpty Dumpty approach to reading instruction where children are taught a specific list of reading skills in a predetermined order in a specific way. The Humpty Dumpty approach. You break something apart into little pieces and then help children put the little pieces back together again, one little piece at a time. That's what instruction is. Of course, when you look at the individual little pieces, they make no sense until you put them all together. But here is the thing. The Orton Gillingham magic ingredient is this. Multisensory instruction. It's multisensory. Multisensory. It uses visual, auditory, and kinesthetic modalities when teaching. In other words, as children are learning, they see things, hear things, and do things. Wow. Now, in the literacy world, we've been doing this for years. We don't call it magic. It's multimodal instruction. Big deal. However, good meaning-based reading instruction or interventions is even more multimodal, multi-sensory in its multimodality. Good meaning-based reading instruction includes imagination, emotion, and social interaction, as well as visual, auditory, and kinesthetic modalities. So, effective meaning-based intervention would have children see things, hear things, do things, imagine things, emote things, and say things as they are learning. There you go. Real multimodal reading instruction. And I did not charge you $4,000 plus $250 bucks for the materials. You just got to go out and buy my book. It's about 30 bucks. But I'm not selling it. It's not even out yet. So I'm not even going to tell you the name. All right. So who is the dyslexia specialist? According to the state of Minnesota, this grand poobah, this dyslexia specialist can be one of four things. It can be a dyslexia therapist. A therapist. A dyslexia therapist is one who has completed an International Dyslexia Association accredited program, i.e. Orton-Gillingham, in which one is accredited to use a special for-profit program. You have to be accredited and able to use that program. You can buy my book, use my stuff, without any accreditation whatsoever. You can just walk off the street and use these strategies. And according to this, a reading teacher for struggling readers is now a therapist. Imagine that. Reading instruction is called therapy. Boys and girls, time to get ready for reading therapy. Come on up front. The second thing a dyslexia specialist can be in the state of Minnesota is a licensed psychologist. I kid you not. It says it. You can look it up yourself. Now, to become a licensed psychologist in Minnesota, you need to finish a doctoral pro program in psychology, complete a number of supervised hours, and pass national and state exams. 
I do not see anything here about literacy instruction. So this leads to a metaphysical question, an existential question. If a licensed psychologist can be a dyslexia specialist, can a dyslexia specialist be a licensed psychologist? If I were to complete all the Orton-Gillingham requirements, could I start seeing patients for psychotherapy down here in my basement? Hmm. The third thing a dyslexia specialist can be here in the state of Minnesota to give out advice and technical assistance is a speech-language pathologist. A licensed speech-language pathologist. Now, to become a licensed speech-language pathologist in Minnesota, you need a master's or doctoral degree in speech-language pathology from an accredited program. Now, when looking at the required courses and curriculums at some of the universities here in Minnesota, I did not see any courses in literacy learning and literacy instruction. Again, if a licensed speech-language pathologist can be a dyslexia specialist, can a dyslexia specialist be a licensed psychologist? And the fourth thing, the grand poop of dyslexia can be a certified dyslexia training specialist. All right, this is a person who is taking the certified, because you are certified, Orton-Gillingham programs with a minimum of three years of field experience in screening, identifying, and treating dyslexia and related disorders. Notice here that dyslexia is a disorder to be treated, like a skin condition, treated. Imagine that. So, what's the problem, you say? These various for-profit programs that I'm talking about, Orton Gillingham, Linda Mood, Wilson Reading Systems, Barton Systems, they reduce teaching to an algorithm. An algorithm is a formula for solving problems. Here you follow a step-by-step -step set of procedures in order to achieve a specific outcome. In other words, by correctly following a prescribed set of steps in a specific order, you will be guaranteed to be led to a predefined solution. Now, algorithms are useful in mathematics and computer science for calculation, data processing, and automa uh, automatic reasoning. But for struggling readers, not so much. However, Orton-Gillingham and the state of Minnesota would have you believe that if the teaching algorithm is followed explicitly, the teacher can be assured that students will learn to read. But what if the algorithm doesn't work? Well, then you simply run the students through the algorithm again, and again, and again. What if these what these algorithmic programs offer is a false sense of certainty that doesn't exist. Three points. First, all students, all struggling readers are not the same. Students with dyslexia are not a homogeneous group. One size of instruction does not fit all when it comes to struggling readers, but that's what all these programs offer. One size, one type of instruction. Everyone go through the same program. Follow this recipe. However, 
good teachers must always adopt and adapt according to the needs of the students in front of them. To follow a program exactly and not consider your students' needs is an example of educational malpractice. Running all students through the same Humpty Dumptyan reading approach does this. It's educational malpractice. Second, skills-based instruction may result in a bump in skills-based measures in the short term, of course, but does not result in long-term gains in comprehension. Some decoding instruction is important. I'm not against phonics instruction. Nobody is. However, children who are immersed in good books plus phonics instruction, who have the opportunity to read, to make, make as good or better gains in skills instruction in the long term. And more importantly, they typically score higher on tests of reading comprehension. And that's what reading is. It's not sounding out words. It's not scoring on some tests. Reading is reading an article and being able to tell someone what it's about or reading a story and enjoying it. That's what reading is. And third, skills-based approaches like Orton-Gillingham maximize direct instruction of low-level reading subskills, but at the expense of, keeping, of authentic reading, writing, and communicating experiences. When only low-level skills are taught, only low-level learning occurs. Again, I'm not saying that skills instruction should be eliminated. It should be reduced and put in context, a meaning-based context whenever possible. When students are able to engage in daily sustained silent reading, important gains are made in vocabulary, comprehension, conceptual knowledge, and word identification. And of course, for this daily reading to occur, there must be a plentiful supply of wide and a wide variety of good books to read. As well, students should be able to select what they want to read. This is Andy Johnson. We've been talking about dyslexia today, the International Dyslexia Association, and the Orton-Gillingham Approach.